The Amazing People Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. Thanks for tuning in to the Amazing People Podcast. My name is Chip Dizard, as you know, and I am very fortunate to have a friend of mine uh, here today with me. His name is Joel Sam. Joel, welcome to the show today. Thanks so much for having me, Chuck. Hey, man, I just wanted to, I start out every show by just affirming people, and I just wanted to affirm you to just say, man, you've been a great guy. I haven't known you that long. I think we are, our paths has crossed a lot. <laughs> and then when I, get, yeah, when I got to know you, I said, man, you know, just a pleasure working with you and uh, and partnering with you on, on projects. So just want to just affirm you in, in that way. Totally appreciate that, man. <laughs> okay. Feeling feeling this mutual. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. So we want to just talk about, you know, on this podcast, we just want to talk about uh, uh, really people and what, what you're doing and want to get to know you better. So give me a little bit background about you. I know that you're from New York, but I don't know about where you went to school, your upbringing and, and things like that. Give me a little bit background about you. Good stuff. Good stuff. I was uh, born in South America, uh, country of Guyana. Grew up in Brooklyn, New York, till high school. I was supposed to go to Brooklyn Tech High School. At that time, my parents decided to move the family to Maryland, which was probably one of the best decisions they made. So we moved to Maryland. I went to Watkins Mill High School. We eventually moved to Prince George's County, to Lanham, and I graduated from Parkdale High School. Ended up going to Bowie State University, um, had a, a little bit of ups and downs. I was actually on a, a scholarship there, but actually ended up uh, starting to work uh, in a telecom company during while I was there. So I actually ended up getting a uh, business management degree through Prince George's um, County uh, Community College, and then ended up going to University of Maryland uh, University College. So that's been my background, um, been you know, interested in, in computers for a while, ended up doing business management, and, that, and that's kind of where I am. Somewhat of a, a tech guy, but definitely a, a little bit more on the, on the business and, and marketing side of things. So when you were uh, at least going to high school or, or thinking about choosing a career, technology has always been the forefront? Yeah, technology has definitely always been at the forefront. I remember being a little kid telling my mom that I'm going to create the first phone where you could see people. And uh, obviously, somebody has uh, figured that out since that point. But technology has always been one of those things. My very first job was uh, creating a flyer for a lady that was doing a musical concert. I think I might have been about 12 years old. And my first payment there was a $10 McDonald's gift certificate. So that, that was pretty great. Yeah, you always remember your first payment about yeah, especially uh, that's when you actually turn pro. That's what someone told me when you get I uh, get a first payment no matter what it is, you turn pro. So, um what advice do you have for I know you're an entrepreneur. Tell me about your entrepreneur journey before I ask you about advice. Tell me about your journey to entrepreneurship. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I've been working in telecom for a, a couple of years. I worked for a company called Case Internet, then worked for MCI, which is now Verizon business uh, actually became WorldCom before that. But during that time, I just kind of realized there were some niches that I could be able to offer some of the same services that I was in, you know, I was in a sales and account management role that I could actually offer this kind of more as a, from a consultative approach. So working for any of those companies, there's only so much that you can be able to offer to your customers. I always wanted to be more of a consultant where I could say, you know, well, this solution is strong here. This one is weak here. 
So eventually in 2001, myself and a really good friend from high school, uh, Camille Foster, we started uh, Telco IQ, which was also known for quite some time as broadband.com, which was a domain that we uh, leased for quite a number of years. And uh, we started, you know, just really small, literally in my basement. And, you know, by God's grace, we're able to grow that to where we had over 3,000 customers, you know, good uh, revenue coming in and, you know, really some some nice accounts, known national accounts, DSW Shoe Warehouse uh, for the ladies out there and, and quite a number of, of other um, local local companies. So that, that was the journey. Literally, um, you know, one of the things that I did have a little bit of wisdom to do when I was younger there, I started a company, I, I think I was either 19 or 20. And one of the things that I did do when I was working for WorldCom and Case was max out my 401k. So that literally was the seed money. There was no venture cap or loans or anything else. It was literally emptying out my 401k. And that's how we kind of got the, the company started back in 2001. Great, great. Because was that right around the dot-com boom? It was. It was. It was right around the, the, the boom and then the subsequent bust. We were, uh, I guess, like a year and a half in. At, at the at the bus period, so mm-hmm. the the boom helped to uh, to fill the four hundred one k. That's a good good stuff. Now tell me about um, any advice that you have for young entrepreneurs because a lot of people want to start businesses. But any advice that you would give to someone trying to start a business today? Yeah, the one of the main things I would say is that education is is just critical, and not just obviously your your degree and those kinds of things are important, but continuing education. So one of the things that, you know, God has always blessed me with is just a desire to just learn to read, whether it's on the internet, in books, on podcasts, you know, wherever I can find information. So if there's an area that you're interested in, I would say the first thing to do is just to really spend a lot of time reading, seeing what the competitors in that area are doing, seeing where there may be openings for you to provide services, seeing, you know, reading different blogs, listening to different podcasts in that arena, and really kind of live in that particular, you know, arena for a number of of months and and really kind of understand what you're getting into. I, I think a lot of times when I see young entrepreneurs, that's one of the areas that they aren't as strong in. They have a business idea, but they haven't really, you know, really researched, you know, what's going on out there, what the challenges are. In those areas, I would just say ongoing education, and that's that's one of the things that I, I know our relationship chip has been. Um, we, we've done a lot of that and, and sharing information of, of resources where to learn. You just can't stop. I mean, the world just moves too quickly. The competition is too great. You just have to be constantly in learning mode. And I think that is so true just because with the proliferation of things out there, it's a lot of noise out there. We always say that, uh, Joel, but, and then how do you decipher? I was telling someone the other day, I said, everything you want to know is in, on Google or YouTube. You just have to know how to search for it, you know, and, I the, so believe that. <laughs> and, and really know what is fact and what is fiction. So I know we're a big fan of um, Michael Hyatt. Tell me about a platform. I know that you have read that book and subscribed to his blog. Tell me about how that continued education has impacted you as you move into some other ventures. Yeah, man, a really good friend of mine, uh, <laughs> yours truly, Chip, uh, put me on to platform by Michael Hyatt, and that's been just an awesome read. He, Michael, has a, just a great way of just distilling uh, big concepts into really basic, easy to understand, step by step forms, and yeah, I've recently started about a year now. 
a new company called Symbiata and really just started to help me think through, you know, how to begin to build that platform. Uh, we provide services for churches as well as a couple other industries like restaurants and, you know, really begin to think about how to build that platform, really just getting into things like blogging and uh, really using social media more from a business standpoint and not just a, um, I guess you'd say pleasure um, standpoint. So really thinking through that, how to formulate that. So that's, that's been a great, great read and, you know, starting to get the building blocks of, of building a platform in place. Now you talked about symbiotic and let's transform uh, to that. Now tell me about how to shift from like a business to a ministry. I mean, usually you just usually stay from the DSW, but now you're going from DSW to, you know, you know, church down the road. How did you, how did you do that shift? Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's really a God thing is, is the first thing I have to say. I mean, he's just been leading and directing, but I've been, he's kind of directed me in a way where I just began to look at a, what a lot of churches were doing from a technology standpoint. There are a lot of podcasts that I, I like to listen to uh, from various faith traditions um, across the spectrum. Um, so folks uh, like uh, Mark Driscoll, uh, Elevation Church, um, TD Jakes, different, different folks. And I just like to look at what they're doing from a technology standpoint. And, you know, I've been looking at that for a couple of years and there've been a lot of things that I've been thinking about, man, if we could just implement some of these things in our church. And by God's grace, um, a year ago now, we got a new pastor at our church, the Metro Church. Shout out to, to Metro in Hyattsville, Maryland. We got a new pastor in uh, who shared a lot of the same vision that I had, have been reading a lot of the same books, watching the same folks. And um, we began to implement a lot of what we had been thinking about um, for, for quite some while. And out of that came the realization that there are a lot of churches that you know, just don't have the, the expertise or know-how into using, you know, some of these technologies and tools that really, you know, are able to connect people more, are able to drive, you know, more people are able to, you know, we, we had a, a program when we first started using a lot of this new technology, we were able to baptize over 100 people. So that kind of thing just really kind of showed me, man, if, if more churches can have access to some of these things and to those resources, um, it would it would be a huge win for the kingdom. So, from that started Symbiata, and we've been developing a number of different uh, services as it relates to uh, mobile message marketing, um, uh, different solutions with graphic design and things like that for churches. And um, with you, Chip, we've been doing a webinar series for pastors. So really, really excited to, to continue to uh, see where that goes and, and continue to build build resources for churches. Yeah, I always told us, Joel, that timing is everything. So it seems like with uh, Metro, you had the vision, but you just needed to wait. Good idea, not right time. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I I really believe that in life. Now tell me also about how faith has shaped your journey and helped your journey. Oh, man. Um, when When you're running a business, you know, a lot of folks sometimes see that as necessarily a glamorous thing. And God has really blessed me. I've been able to have, you know, some great opportunities and really able to provide um, for myself and my family. So that's, that's been a, a huge blessing. I have two little girls um, with my wife. So that's been a huge blessing. But when you're running a business, there's everything falls on you as the business owner at the end of the day. There's no one that you can, you know, really point your finger to. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stressors that you're dealing with. There's all kinds of challenges there are updates, there are downlays. You, you know, you talk about the the bust. Um, you know, probably around 2007, business started to get a lot more challenging, a lot more competitive. 
uh, with the what was going on with the economy. So I would say my faith throughout has really helped me to stabilize, even though there'd be points that, you know, get tremendously discouraged. You know, faith is what has just kind of kept kept that uh, kept that stabilization and, and enabled me to just kind of keep going even during difficult times. So I know without a shadow of a doubt that I, I would not be where I am without without faith. I mean, every every so many moves have been just God things, and and you know even our our relationship, Chip. I just believe all those things are just ordered. So um, you know, it just it's just huge. I, there's there's not even words enough to say how how critical it is to. Um, to just just sanity, <laughs> yeah. just simple sanity. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I agree. I just know that um, when people sometimes can get a little uncomfortable when you talk about faith, especially in the workplace. Um, you know, especially when you work in a place and um, you you're looked to as uh, I would say a Tebow or a zealot or something like that. How do you how do you balance that in 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 a, in a workplace? Man, that is that's a, a great, great question. It's something I've, I've I've thought about for a long time. You know, there's been different periods of time with my company where it would be a little bit more uh, engaged, uh, where we would you know start the day off with prayer and things like that, and then it would fall off at periods of time. And and with Symbiata, that that's something that um, that I'm trying to to institute again as part of the culture with you know, the different folks that I, I work with. And, and it's really a beautiful thing because I'm able to work in ministry, um, which is which is awesome. It's not the only thing we do, but being in, in that environment. Um, I think, you know, really it, it, it has to flow throughout. So not just, you know, stopping to pray, but, you know, how you do business and doing it, doing your best to do it with integrity, with forthrightness, with honesty. So that's something that we, we definitely try to do and to, to live up to so that, the, the character itself of what we do, um, you know, says that there's something different here, that there's something different going on. I, I really, really uh, believe that. So um, just in closing, how can people find out more about you and follow you on Twitter and your companies and everything you're doing? Awesome. Awesome. Um, so on Facebook, uh, it's Facebook or slash Symbiata. On Twitter, you can follow me at Joel, J-O-E-L-J-Sam. So Joel J. Sam. You can also follow Symbiota Tech, which is the company, and you can find us at Symbiota.com. And one of our big things is text messaging. So you can also text the word GROW, G-R-O-W, to 70,000. So GROW to 70000, and uh, that will also give you some information about us. Okay, and just for our listeners, spell Symbiota for me. Absolutely, S-Y-M. B-I-O-T-A. And just real quick on that, it really comes from the the word uh, symbiotic. And it's mm-hmm. really about the relationship between marketing and technology. You know, there's the, the old ways of, of marketing, so to speak, um, aren't necessarily as effective anymore. So it's really kind of a merger, um, a, a relationship, if you will, between marketing and technology to uh, be effective for your, your target audience. That's great. See, I learned something new. I, I didn't know that. I, I always want to ask you what symbiotic meant, but I, a symbiotic relationship. So I know I know exactly uh, what, you're, what you're talking about now. So I appreciate your time, Joel. I've taken some time out talking to us today. And also, do you have a blog, a blog site that you that you that you have or any other kind of sites? Yeah, on, on the Symbiata uh, page, we have a, a blog on there and I'll, I'll be developing my own page at some point so that that's where our, our main blog is today on the symbiota site symbiota.com forward slash blog all right so thank you much for joining us and um we will talk to you soon 
And this is another episode of the Amazing People Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Chef.